You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're ticking off another box on the Reading Glasses 2019 Reader Challenge, which is relaxing with books. And we brought on a special guest, filmmaker and actress Lynn Chen, narrator of the Crazy Rich Asians audiobook. She's here to talk about all of those things and also relaxing with books, everything. But first... (laughs) What are you reading, Bria? I finished this book yesterday because I started reading it and was like, got to finish this book. It's too involved. I, I read it over the course of a couple of nights and then just powered through. It's called The Dreamers by Karen Thompson Walker. How have I never heard of it? Um, it was on a bunch of like exciting, exciting books of 2019. It's, I think it's the first book I've read that was published in 2019. Someone's going to be like, no, that you've read other books. But uh, it's about a disease. An illness that so hits. So it's already in the Bria wheelhouse. Yeah, very much so. Uh, in southern, in a small town in Southern California, and uh, basically people fall asleep and then they don't wake up, and so they just they keep sleeping. Dead. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> no, they're sleeping. They just keep sleeping and sleeping, and it's one of those very. It's a cool apocalyptic book. Um, but this is like soft core apocalypse. It's, it's like, is, it's like it's everyone's little, sleeping. Yeah, it's everything. And like there's no penetration. Um, the gentle <laughs> apocalypse. The gentle apocalypse. Um, no, it's like the. Yeah, it's basically like people fall asleep and yeah, some of them die, some of and then other things happen as well. I don't want to give too much away. But it's this it does this amazing thing which I feel like good like disease books do where they follow like five or six different storylines. Yes, I it's love It's like that. one of my favorite things where they tell like one chapter she does like one chapter will be like a broad overlook of what's happening and how people outside of the town feel about it and then one will be about, you know, like this one couple or about this, um, it starts at a university. And so it's like one of the main characters is like an 18 year old college girl. And like, yeah, so it's like super, super interesting. And then you're kind of just following these people's lives as they like are dealing with being in this t- like small town while there is this horrible disease. Sounds the really scary good. thing is I kept reading it while I was going right before I go to sleep. Why would at you night, do that? And I would wake up and be like, I got to, I, I wouldn't wake up. I, and then I wouldn't go to sleep because I'd be like, what happens if I fall asleep? And I never wake up. And it was freaking me out because then I'd be like, I'll just read one more chapter. So finally I just finished the book because oh I, I had to. Uh, what are you reading, Melly? So I'm reading a book that is out mid-March. It is called Beautiful Bad by Annie Ward. And Annie Ward is one of the authors that I met at ALA. And this is like it's another like big buzzy thriller. And it's like I, it's, I, I love thr- thrillers that are set up where you – like half of the st- half of the book it's like split up into what's happening right now and what happened before so like the book starts out and it's like this is his wife and she's afraid of her husband and she's like you can you ha- haven't quite figured out what her husband has done yet but you know he's a bad guy and then it's like flashes forward to the future where this cop and this detective are like surveying this crime scene and you know something really bad has happened but and the book starts to fill in the gaps between those two like timelines But the crazy thing about this book is when I met Annie, she was like, oh, well, this started out as a memoir. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? It was like the head turny moment. She's like, and then I made it. And then I, you know, changed it a little bit to make it fiction. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to read this. Uh, But it's really, really good so far. And real quick. So that's Beautiful Bad by Annie Ward. And I have an announcement to make. I am... I am adrift, Bria Grant. Go on. I So you know how this year I've been off of Goodreads and I was starting to, for January, I did my little one-second app. Oh, yeah. I 
fucking hate it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the app is fine. There's no shade on the app. I like I, that app, but it's hard to keep up with. Yeah. I don't know what I'm reading. I feel like so for the first oh. time, I still have my little book journal, but I don't carry it around with me. So I don't have it on my phone. Before, I would just look at Goodreads. And now I feel like I'm just adrift in a sea of books. Oh, no. And I, I, and I don't like it. So I am now going to look for new things. My thing now is I'm I'm trying to do a thread on Twitter. Uh, I saw that. Books that I like. I saw you're doing that. Maybe you need an app. On your phone that you can just write them down on? Oh, that's a good idea. So if any listeners have uh, ideas for non-social media book apps, hit me up, please, because I'm very interested. So Okay. All right. So we're going to take a moment to answer a recommendation request from Lindsay. This year, I'm trying to match every book I read by a white author with one by a person of color and every book by a male author with one by a female or LGBTQ plus author. I didn't think this would be as difficult as it's turning out to be, and I'm realizing that female authors of color are being left out. I've had an easier time finding male authors of color and white women to read, but I've only read a handful of books by women of color. As much as I'd love to just reread Roxane Gay and Celeste Ng over and over, I think I should branch out more. My wheelhouse is usually sci-fi dystopian literature, female-driven mystery thrillers, and everything Stephen King and J.K. Rowling touch. But I'm really just looking for your favorite books by women of color. Bria, what do you think? First of all, awesome goal for the year. Yes, well Love done. it, love it. Um, let us know what you end up reading because I want an update on this. So please let us know. Um, my suggestions in the sci-fi dystopian space are, of course, N.K. Jemisin. Uh, her, her Broken Earth trilogy is amazing. But also, maybe dip back into Octavia Butler's Earthseed books. Those are really awesome. Um, there's only two of them because I think she died before the third one was finished um but they're great and they're like dystopian um but with like a religious element where this this girl starts this religion and they're really moving and really super interesting also there's a lot of walking down empty highways which is something i it's probably my wheelhouse walking down an empty fascinating addition that i love it (laughs) love just walking down and i love that in a dystopia when you're walking down an empty highway um the other person there's a couple other people i recommend um nikki drayden is an amazing sci-fi author whose book prey of gods really impressed me i want to say it was her first book or second book it was really she's super young real cool um i think she's from austin texas which maybe is sure it's not you bria grant it's me (laughs) i know she's a woman of color um and also um check out war cross by marie Mm -hmm. lou it's one i like to recommend a lot because it's sci-fi but it has a lot of ya thrown in with like a video game competition. So it's a little like, it's not dystopian. It's more like science fiction future stuff. Um, but those, yeah, those are my suggestions. What do you suggest, Mallory? Oh, uh, there's so many. Um, for me, I, so I picked two, um, my two big wheelhouses. For First is horror. You have to check out Tanana Reeve Duet. Her collection, Ghost Summer, is so scary. It's so amazing. It includes, I love it as a short story collection because it includes so many different types of horror from like story demon stories, ghost stories, zombie stories. So it's like a horror sample, like a Whitman sampler of horror. And it's fantastic. I think she's one of the most important horror writers we have. Hmm. And if horror is not your thing, um, try Helen Oyeyemi. Uh, She is one of my favorite literary fiction writers, especially since her writing, it kind of usually crosses over into magical realism or horror or just generally has a lot of genre flavor. It's just kind of weird, which I love. Um, and she has a new book out this month called Gingerbread. It actually comes out the same day. My book comes out on March 5th. Oh, I pre-ordered it from the library it's, already. And it has a beautiful cover. Uh, so if you like modern fairy tale retellings, this is the kind of book for you. She also did um, 
uh, boy snow, snow bird, bird, which I read. I thought was great. Another like fairy tale esque retelling, but it's enough. It's different enough that if you aren't like a big a big into fairy tale retellings, you're not just like, oh, I'm reading just a new version of this fairy tale. She makes it into like this incredible character driven literary fiction story. Yeah, I don't even know if I would have even known Boy Snowbird was supposed to be a literary like a retelling a fairy tale retelling. I think I would have not known if I hadn't like read the cover and known that. So yeah. it's just like a really cool magical realism thing on its own. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. So uh, you can always email us your recommendation requests. So before we talk about relaxing with books, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, Bria. Hey. What's Lola? Uh, Lola is a modern approach to feminine care. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's pretty great. And actually, I use it even before we were sponsored by them, which is pretty cool. I see it on Instagram a lot, but like, what is it? It's a female-founded company offering a line of organic tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. And unlike major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. So there's no BS bullshit. That's definitely not something you want in a tampon. No mystery fibers, which is pretty creepy and scary. Also something you don't want in a tampon. Mm -mm. Or doubts about what's going on in your body. Also, best part, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. Yeah, and I will say from personal experience, it's very easy to use. If you are like, I got too many tampons this month, you can cancel it for a month. You can put it on hold. If you're like, I need more tampons, you can press a, a button and they send you twice as many tampons. It's very easy to use. And they send you a little reminder email to say, hey, this is coming up if you need to change your subscription in any way. And you don't have to go through that weird thing that sometimes I go through with Alan where I'm like, oh, I need tampons. But trying to explain to your boyfriend exactly what kind of tampon you need, you're like, nope, can't have cardboard applicators. Nope, has to be a multi-pack, have to have three different kinds. You don't have to, it's like, you know, explaining how to build a rocket to somebody. It's a very, very specific thing. Uh Very difficult, but you don't have to worry about that because Lola will just deliver it right to your door. You don't even have to put pants on. And they remind you. Just set it right before you get your period so it'll remind you and then it'll show up right when you're ready for them. So Reading Glasses is sponsored, as you might have guessed, in part by Lola. They offer complete transparency about the ingredients found found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. They're 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. The subscription is super flexible. You can choose your mix of products, number of boxes, frequency of delivery. And for every purchase, Lola will donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S., yeah. And for 40% off, 40%, 40% off. That's so much. That's so much. Of all subscriptions, you can go to mylola.com and enter glasses when you subscribe. That is so many. That is a lot. That's so many percentages. percentages. <laughs> so many percentages. I don't know what you're waiting for. You don't, I'm telling you right now, I use these every month. Totally worth buying. Yeah. They're fantastic. So enter code glasses. Hey everybody, this is J. Keith Van Stratton, host of Go Fact Yourself, a live game show here in the Maximum Fun Network. Make sure to listen to our next episode of Go Fact Yourself with guest Kurt Brownowler. I did a show in Flagstaff, Arizona, where the venue just didn't list that the show existed. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and I and it is the smallest crowd that I've ever done a full hour of stand-up for. It was three people. Oh my god. And Sarah Schaefer. Yes, I love crafting. It's my hobby. I have a craft nook in my home. You do? I do. It has all my supplies displayed in an adorable manner. Wow. (laughs) Yes. uh, Yes, applause. Applause for a nook. That's Go Fact Yourself here at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts.
This week, it's all about one of our Reading Glasses 2019 Reading Challenges. Incorporate reading into a relaxing activity. Lots of people are always trying to find more time to read, so why not integrate reading into another activity you love? Here to talk about this is filmmaker and actress Lin Chen. Welcome. Thanks for having me. First off, what are you reading? Oh, I'm reading the same book that I have been reading for like the last three years because it's taking me forever to finish it. <laughs> Love it. It's Haruki Murakami's IQ84. Isn't it like th- three feet thick? <sighs> okay, first, I, I've bought three iterations of it. First, I bought the actual hardcover. It's too intimidating. You, know? <laughs> you have a, like a and little also, how red... how could you carry it anywhere? It's so heavy. Yeah, you have a little red rider wagon that you're pulling it around. <laughs> it's like so enormous. He's my favorite author, and I thought like, I will definitely read this. But I just never had time to, and I kept rereading the first chapter, you know, and then forgetting what was happening yeah. and then going back and rereading it. So then I bought the paperback... Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, well, this will be easy. I'll just take one paperback at a time when I travel or around, ca- carry it around with me. Still never <laughs> got past it. And then I just decided, you know what? Because I couldn't actually, I didn't actually buy the third one. I discovered maybe through this podcast that you could um, borrow library books. Yes. I didn't, I didn't have a Kindle, but I had the Kindle app on my phone. Oh, yeah. So I borrowed it. And now... It was on your podcast because I was listening to Anna Akana's oh, yeah. interview and she talked about how she would, um, whenever she was like standing in line and she looked at her phone, she would just read a page of something. And I was like, I can do that too. Yes. So I've been reading <laughs> still on the first book. Like, <laughs> no but shame. maybe like. 200 pages in. That's still pretty good. Maybe? That's really fun. That, you've read a book. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's I, the equivalent of reading a book. Yeah. The <laughs> other thing I didn't know about Kindle was that it'll tell you who those characters are. Oh, oh like you click on it yeah, and you it, click, gives it gives you, you the info. And that that's what I needed. My, mm-hmm. oh, my brain just exploded. Right? That that's is incredible. helpful for these big world building books too because I feel like I get lost in that kind of stuff. Like, especially if it's like a science fiction name or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Then I'm like, how am I going to remember this? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not great. Japanese, so like, I don't know everyone's name yeah. so well. So when they keep bringing up names, I'm like, I don't remember who that was. But if I just go to that little That's so info smart. button or That's whatever great. that is, it tells me exactly who they are and what they've done. It's great. That's, That's fantastic. Perfect. So you want to tell us a little bit about you and your work? Sure. So this past year, I've been working on my first feature film called I Will Make You Mine, and I wrote it and directed it, and I star in it, and we're currently editing, and it is definitely the hardest thing I've ever done, but... Congratulations, uh, though. That's awesome. I'm really, really happy and excited to show it to the world. What is the genre of of your movie? It's... I guess it's drama, even though the first two were more of a comedy. um, So it's a second sequel, and the first two movies were directed by... A filmmaker named Dave Boyle, and Dave now is the producer. And I took the story that he created and the world he created, and took the characters from it. But I'm telling the story from the female perspective this okay. time. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. And I guess that made it a lot more dramatic. <laughs> Before it was like goofy dudes on a road trip, and now it's like pining, like aging woman. It's all in black and I'm, white. So we're that's all here for pining. Gorgeous. Yeah. I'm so excited to see it. Um, so, also in addition to all of those things, you narrated the audiobook for Crazy Rich Asians. I did. Co- so, talk to us about that because that was a fucking process, right? 
Yes, it was. And you know, it's funny because I really don't have anything to compare it to because I've never done an audiobook since. And it was my first Did one. Did you just quit after that? You're just like, I was like never done. Done, baby. That's it. Well, what's interesting <laughs> is I actually just don't get called in for audiobooks. It's not my world. What happened was I met a friend of a family friend who was reading her own. Um, she had written a book and she was doing a reading of her own book. And while but I was which there. Which is extremely hard. Yeah. Mallory <laughs> just uh, narrated her own book. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear more about that it's very well you know it's not it's it's not just like oh i'm gonna go in there and read it no. fucking difficult it is really hard i um so when i met this woman at her re at her reading she said to me oh here's a person from random house you should meet them since you're an actor and you know you should you should be doing audiobooks and i said sure so i met them they sort of put my name into like this like database like where i went in and they just recorded me saying some lines sure, and then sure. i never heard from them it, like, it, I think a year had passed. And then out of the blue, um, I get an email from them and is like, they're like, can you do a Singaporean accent? And I was like, sure. Sure. <laughs> of course. Um, Absolutely. What, was that a can you or did you learn it? <laughs> and then I like Googled Singaporean accent on oh, YouTube. Yeah. Oh, I love actors. Um, and they gave, me, um, they gave me a script to read uh, or a page from the book to read. And I like... I remember I was about to go out with my family, like they were in town, and I was just like, I don't have time to really do this. So I just really didn't care. I just read it, and I sent it off, like, not knowing what I was doing. And then a week later, I get a call, and they're like, you are going to narrate this book, Crazy Rich Asians. Which ended up being one of the biggest books of the year. Well, we didn't know that at the time. So what ended up happening was when I came in, I'd read the book twice to prepare for it, and there were just so many characters, and I was just like, I don't know— how to really Did you get to click on them like in a Kindle? Are, how many what, do you know? How many? I don't know off the top of my head, but a lot. So basically when I came in the first day, they hired a um a dialect coach for me oh, great. because and they said to me, you know, this doesn't usually happen. We don't usually hire a dialect coach, but there are so many specific accents in this, like everything from Singaporean to Chinese to Australian and British, but also like this guy, he studied in uh, like in England right, for right. like a semester. So he should have a little bit of a British oh accent. God. I was like, what? So let's be clear. The training was not intensive. I sat with Lydia Look, who subsequently, spoiler alert, has ended up narrating the other two books because <laughs> apparently I couldn't hack it. But um, she- I'm sure you did great. <laughs> she, she, she sat with me for an afternoon and like basically we just went through each- character's accent and the way I really remembered more um more so than like like elongate your ease or that sort of thing because when I get too heady I can't remember things she gave me like the note of like Singaporeans they talk from their gut they're like all about sex and they're very direct and so like I would just be like okay I'm Singaporean now and then I'd think like gut you know that's sex yeah, and guts that sort of that's thing. all it's all, yeah, all like, it's be all direct. about and now I'm like Chinese and so I'm gonna talk from my heart or like from my head and um so when I went in to actually uh read it I had a director and she really she really like I think on the first day, actually, I we did like a like a chapter, and she really had to like direct me through this process because I really was having trouble switching between characters. It's also, and your then, first audiobook. I like, never crazy. done that. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't know like I and I didn't listen to them. 
So I didn't know that there was like a flow. Oh, like you had never listened to an audiobook before. So like, so yeah, yeah, like I was just reading it like you would read, I guess, like a table read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh-huh, uh-huh. and she was just like, why don't you listen to some audiobooks tonight? <laughs> and I, she was like, get get that narration voice down. And then like, you know, you sort of flow into what these characters' voices are. Just mm-hmm. like try to do that. So I was like, oh, I've done a very bad job and like bad, bad me. And I like went home and crammed and I came back the next day and thank God she was like, you get points for most improved. So then we just kept going. But it took about two weeks, I feel like, like a week and a half of eight hours a day yep. sitting in that chair. If it makes you feel better, I they did the same thing to me and I wrote my own book and oh. I do listen to lots of audiobooks. But it's and I like I made the mistake. I was like, OK, I wrote this book. I do podcasts. I'm going to be fine. I did not prepare at all. I did not pre-read anything. And I get in there and I was just like, oh, no. The uh, the director was like, okay, we got to fix a lot of things. But you just, it's it's a completely different experience than like acting or anything else. Because you have to just, you have to like get in this magical zone. And it's really, really, really difficult. Especially if you're like me and you talk really fast. Yeah, there was a lot of stopping and starting every time my stomach made noise, every time my throat made a little gurgle. And the other thing is that with acting, you know, you can sort of take liberties with some words, but not in audiobook world. You cannot, you know, say you, your instead of you are. Right. Like they just stop you and they're like, go back. Or you stop yourself and you go back. Mm -hmm. And also I couldn't pronounce all the fancy fashion stuff. <laughs> like, I was like, Louis Vuitton. <laughs> and she's like, no, girl, no, 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 go back. That's, that's really funny. So, the, yeah, it was, uh, it was, I guess it was a longer process, not only because of all the accents, also because I was a first-timer. And, you know, talking so much, I realized it was taking me out of the game for other acting stuff. Yeah, yeah because you go home and you want to crawl into a hole. You I don't want to talk to anyone because yeah. it's like right, your, you're your throat. And you don't want to lose your voice. Yeah. You want to rest it. And so... Throat coat tea and hiding on the couch. That's what you have to do. Um, can, So for all these characters, this is just like a logistical question. Did you have like notes where you're like, this person is like this? Like, did you kind of like write it out? Like, how did you know? Because there are so many characters in that book. I didn't write it out, but she would, if it had been a while since we had, since I had heard that person's voice, she would just play me back a sample. Oh, great. So we would just sort of like establish what that person's voice would sound like. And then, um, and then, yeah, she would, if, if it had been a while since I had revisited that character, she would just replay it for me. Got it. Got it. Wow. Crazy. That is a wild experience. And I love that you had never done anything else before that. Like, that's such a great person to do it because I feel like you're just coming into it so green. So it just feels. Thank God. And then it ends up being one of the like, sometimes I think going into something with out knowing things oh, yeah. is sometimes a little bit easier. If I had known how difficult it was, I would probably have said no. Yeah. Well, I will say this. It doesn't pay enough. At least like mm. for somebody, nobody has like asked me for my quote since, mm-hmm. but at the time, like, scale was not enough for what that how was. How hard it was. How yeah. hard it was and how much you have to read it. Mm-hmm. And, and you're knocked out for everything else. Yeah, exactly. It, and I had to drive pretty far. If I had known, because you remember when we recorded this podcast after I did my audiobook, I was like, hello, this is Mallory O'Mara. <laughs> yeah, you are. You lost your voice. It was horrible. And so does the book, you, y'all can answer this, does the book and the audiobook come out on the same day? Uh, for I me, think yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so it all comes out like around the same time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's a weird world, and for me, it was different because the um, it was an adaptation. I could change stuff. 
which the, a lot of the footnotes aren't in the book or aren't aren't in the audio book. Oh, oh, oh. Because like you she felt like stuff kind you of had to you... read the footnotes in addition? No, no, no. They oh. wouldn't let me because they felt like it would break. My director felt like it would break up the experience. Interesting. So we only put the, the footnotes in that were really important and neat, like ended up coming in to play down the line or something. So they, they were like, you need to look at this ad- as an adaptation of your book. Oh, so it wasn't like a direct, like if you say you are instead of you are. Yeah. Fascinating. It's so weird this how it all changes. But it's also mine's nonfiction. Mm. So maybe with fiction, it's different. It's such a weird. Also, you wrote And yours. you're the yeah, author. I mean, that's yeah. the difference. Like, <laughs> well, that was the funny part is I was like, oh, I don't know if I should change it. They were like, Mallory, you did this. You made this. You could do whatever you want. I was like, whoa, oh my God, okay. It's just funny. I think for um, listeners of this show who are so into reading, like the fact that you did the, all of, the, that you did the audiobook, like that means you're like really a part of that of the genre and part of that book. Like, that yeah. means you're such a, like, integral part. So it's just interesting that, like... Your voice is the crazy Yeah, that, that's, voice like, that's such a big thing for anybody who listened to the audio because, like, those voices, you get so used to hearing mm-hmm. them and they're, like, the voice of the book. Anyway. Yeah. So you're a, you're a superstar. <laughs> that's Thank what you. I'm telling you. <laughs> so speaking of audiobooks, they are... This whole episode is we... For this year, we did a reading challenge and half of them were like types of books you have to read, but half of them are activities you have to do. And this whole episode is about one of the boxes, which is incorporate reading into a relaxing activity that you like to do. So I know I'm, I know what your answer is going to be, Bria, but do you ever listen... Now, now that you've done that, have you gotten into audiobooks? Have you incorporated them into your life at all? No. <laughs> You're like, I hate audio. Here's the thing. Like, I, I see them again. I have always had problems listening to um, to stories being told. Like my oral, um, A-U-R-A-L, um, oral knowledge, oral uh, capacity is yeah. not is not very strong. Like, And I've known this since like elementary school when mm. I would get an S for satisfactory for, for, for the listening portions. Oh. So I, I listen to podcasts that don't have a narrative like yours, like where you can have an interview. Like conversational. Yeah, where they're having conversations. That I can follow. News, great. But the second someone starts telling a story, maybe it's because my dad like would listen to things like that in the car and I was just like, I'm going to zone out now. <laughs> this is my chance to have me time by myself <laughs> in my head. It's like so, what happens when I like, when football comes on TV, I immediately get tired because <laughs> I feel like my dad would watch football exactly. on Sunday afternoons and I would take a nap Sports on the couch at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Sports do that to me too. Yeah. So, so no on audiobooks. No on audiobooks. Yeah, me neither. I'm All not, right. and uh, Melanie knows, I just never, and you can get them for the library. So I always am like, should I try to get this book as an audiobook? Because it always gives me that option. And I just, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard for me to listen to an audiobook. See, I love audiobooks, but I only listen to audiobooks that are nonfiction because I have this weird thing. I'm such a completionist. So I feel like if I'm listening, I don't ha- I don't hear very well. And if I'm listening to an audiobook that's nonfiction and they're just telling me about like, cows i'm like oh i can miss a sentence here and there i'm not like missing a pivotal moment in the story but if i'm listening to like a fiction book and i miss a line that might be some sort of foreshadowing that comes like i am like oh god i have to listen to it so i listen to a lot of memoirs biographies uh science books history books and i one of my favorite things to do is road trip and alan and i who's my partner uh we road trip quite a lot last year we drove all the way up to vancouver and back from here and one of the best things we did was we listened to audiobooks we um or podcasts that we like, uh, um, 
we were both big fans of our friends over at Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Mm -hmm. But it's like my favorite thing in the world because Alan does all the driving voluntarily. I'm not a monster. Uh, Just listening (laughs) to, he loves driving. So I guess I I feel like a little kid. I get to sit in the passenger seat and listen to an audiobook of something funny that's happening. And he drives. And it was just like one of the most relaxing, wonderful experiences. That's not relaxing to me at all. I can't believe you let someone else drive. I just I want to oh, be I driving all of the time. <laughs> oh no, Alan does all of it. He just wants to do it. Do you remember what audiobooks you listened to? Uh, we did um, both of Samantha Irby's audiobooks. So we have Never Meeting in Real Life and Meaty, which is like a collection of essays about uh, just her life, um, her coming to terms with being a lesbian, her like de- de- up and in, 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 up until that point dating terrible men, which is they're both really funny stories, and then just like really hilarious stories about um, her journey as a writer and like dealing with all these terrible jobs that she had to work until she became a full time writer. Boy, Wait, do you think sitting in the passenger seat of a car is a relaxing activity? Oh, yeah. I <laughs> love it. the most relaxing activity for you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, same. Really? Yeah. I love just, like, putting my feet up on the yes. dash. Wow. Which yeah. Alan gets so mad about because we got we we lease our car, and he's like, you're going to leave footprints on there, and then we're going to have <laughs> to. He got these special the wipes to clean my little feet off. <laughs> But I love it. Before you put them on? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I love it. Especially because I don't know. I just like, I like to drive. But like if I just get to listen to something and have someone else be driving, I can have the window open, do that weird thing out the window with your hand. Oh, yeah. The most relaxing activity of all, putting your hand out the window to do the weird thing. (laughs) Which every listener knows exactly what I'm talking about. They don't even have to see it. We're doing it in the podcast studio, but this is not a visual show. It's one of my favorite things. So what are your both favorite things to do that are relaxing when you're reading? Um, well, I guess sometimes, uh, you know, I actually bought a chair in the hopes that I would read more. You bought a reading chair? I bought a reading hold chair. Hold the phone. Oh, yeah, hold on. Hold this. on. We have to go through this. What is this chair? It is a Joybird, I believe it's called. Oh, yes, Joybird, like Joybird chair. Um, it is teal. Oh. I've got a, I think I know the one you're talking about. I've got a gray, furry um, uh, blanket. Like an alpaca to have on me. It's it's very soft. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Um, with a basket next to it. <laughs> oh. Um, I've got, um, oh. High back? High back chair? It's, it's, it's not high, but is it high back? It's loungy. Okay, loungy. Okay. It's loungy. And, and you could have, I could have gotten the ottoman, but the ottoman was very expensive. So I went to Ikea. That's how you do it. And <laughs> this is how you do it. I got one of their ottomans and it was already assembled because somebody brought it back. It oh, was in the clearance section. The, yeah, that's a good that section. That is the way to do it. And so. And it's also teal. No, it's not. It's gray, but it, it's cute. Because it, it goes with your blanket. It goes with my blanket. Mm-hmm. So um, I've sat in there once. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you, you just open. need IQ once. <laughs> Maybe you just need to get over IQ once you get over I that think home. I might. I mean, the thing is, like, I just, I feel like I need to complete it. And I know I don't need to because there's plenty of books I've abandoned. But I feel this, you know, responsibility to to. Well, you guys have been together for like three years now. And also, I mean, if it's to, your favorite yeah. author, I understand. Because yeah. that is when I will sort of be like, I got to push through. Maybe there's something yeah. I'm missing because I know I love this kind of writing. Mm-hmm. Plus, he has a new book out and I need to right. get to that. But <laughs> <laughs> I need to finish this one first. So, so you've sat in the chair once. Yeah. But was it I good? would. Lo- it was great. <laughs> I love that chair. It's quality over quality. It's quanti- quality over quantity here. So if you had one great time, you're already you're doing great. Yeah. yeah. No, but I have plans. Like I can envision myself sitting there with the tea, with a snack, mm-hmm. with the book. And like the sun pouring through, my dog snoring. You know, oh, on this the is floor. a lovely scene. Like, this sounds this wonderful. Is what I envision. I'm too busy 
with pilot season and with um, editing my movie right now. Yeah. But the second I'm done, it'll be me doing that with a new hairdo. Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, What's the snack specifically? Um, (laughs) It will be something gluten-free. And I'm very obsessed right now with this Nordic nut and seed bread. It's, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Got, it's gluten-free. It's like nothing but nuts and seeds. Yeah, oh. Alan, it's just nuts and seeds. It, I feel like Compacted. the person who invented this is actually 10 pigeons in a trench coat. Yeah, that's what, you know. And we they're like, this is good. My, we this recently made we a seed bread at my house, and Alan it was all seeds, seed bread. and it was good. But I had about half, and then I was like, I'm full for three days. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I love it because you can just, like, pick at it. It's like, it's like the original energy bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It has, like, it's it made to eat that. it like, it's pigeon propaganda. Yeah, like, I know what's a, happening here. You take a little bit and you nibble on it like you're a yep. pigeon. Yep. Just a bunch Alan of squirrels and pigeons got together and like, you know what we have to get people to make? Yes, that way <laughs> we want to be popular. Yeah. All right, what about you, Bria? Um, My go-to relaxing activity, which I would say I do almost like once a week, is fill up the bathtub, a bunch of Epsom salts or something like that, maybe some oils, um, and then read and read my Kindle, which I love doing. Aren't and, you afraid it's going to fall in? You know, we've gone over this on the show. Um, people told me I was supposed to put it in a plastic bag, which I've tried, and it does work. You can turn the pages through the plastic bag. It was shocking to me. Awful. Um, I am real careful. I just read over the side. Like I literally lean over the side of the bathtub, which doesn't sound relaxing, but it's fine for me because I just want the warm water. And it's been rainy in LA, which is really weird. So it's been like perfect bathtub weather. Oh, it's reading weather. Yeah, turn on the heater in my bathtub. Get that. I just like turn into sauna basically. Mm -hmm. Oh Um, yeah. And then my friend, uh, I was thinking about this because my friend Shioke is in town and I moved real by, really near a, a pool recently. And he was like, oh, do you just take a book there and sit by it? Because he always says my favorite activity is to go to a pool with a book, not, in, get, not get in said pool, but no. sit next to the pool with a book and just look at the pool while I'm reading. And I was like, I haven't done that yet. And I don't know if it's cool to do it a public indoor pool. Why not? It's indoors. That's the only thing that's a little like, indoor pool. It's not yeah. relaxing to me. Pool in L.A., which I have not gone to yet, but I need to Hard go and see if they'll let me. Anyway, but that's something I do enjoy doing. What about you? What are you, what are you doing? Um, what do you like to do while reading to relax? Uh, you would be very surprised to find out that I actually really like to read outside. I am surprised. <laughs> I do have— Wow, big reveal. I do actually have SPF 100 uh, that my best friend Lauren calls SPF— SPF goth Irish girl. Mm-hmm. She didn't—we we went out. We went on vacation a couple of years ago, and I brought it, and she thought it was a joke. She didn't realize that people actually made SBF 100. But if your last name is O'Mara and you're goth and you're covered in tattoos, you need SBF 100. And you never go outside ever. Yes, because I work from home and I never leave the house. But I actually love going outside. I like hiking and walking and picnicking or camping. Uh, so it's really camping? nice. Camping? Yeah. Oh, I, can't, I, I can't stand camping. I love camping. Oh. I've never done it. What? I'm going to envision that I wouldn't like it. There's you might not. You haven't done it. It's because you don't like it. Let yeah. me tell you. Camping is basically just going to the bathroom outside. No. That's what that's, <laughs> no, thanks. It's just thinking about what, the moment you're going to have to go to the bathroom That's why you outside. have to go to a campsite with a, with toilets. Yeah, now camping has changed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's no nice. camping. Changed so much I since I was a glamp with some nut and seed bread. <laughs> yeah. Cabining is also <laughs> just as good. a bathroom and some nut and seed bread because you're going to need it after go, that nut and seed bread. Renting a cabin <laughs> is good. Alan and I do that a lot. I think it's really nice to like what our favorite thing to do when we travel is like go take a hike and we pack like snacks and books and then once we get to the part of the hike where you're like halfway through you just stop and read for a while. Oh, like and then you go back in the on the hiking trail. Yeah, where someone comes by, you sit on a tree. Oh, I not see, like, like a tree away. that's down, not away like a, from the. <laughs> yeah, you don't sit in the middle. middle. You climb up a tree. Yeah, <laughs> which I've there. also done. I actually really like climbing trees. Um, one of my favorite things is also to like go like grab a blanket and go sit in the sun or like under 
in some shade and just read on a blanket outside. I think for me, I work from home and I'm always on the internet and just being outside is like a signal to my brain that like, hey, you're relaxing now. Now is now not the time you're on Twitter. No emails, no nothing. And it's very like, oh, it's so, so nice. But I was going to say before when you were talking about being in the bathtub and reading, do you know what I like to read in the bathtub? No. Something very specific and I only read in the bathtub. Sea monster books? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a book, but it is the Trader Joe's. Uh, freak and Fire? It's not called the Freak and Fire. Oh, what is it called? The the tra- What is it called? I know what you're talking about. You know exactly. Maybe it's called the Freak and Fire. I think flyer. it's something Flyer. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is called the You know what? I have flyer. a bone to pick for Trader Joe's. I get very angry that Reading Glasses has to compete against the Trader Joe's podcast on the arts charts. On oh, my podcast. God. I didn't know they had a podcast. Well, here's the crossover. Fearless it's flyer an extremely, is the Fearless flyer. Flyer. It's an extremely pop- popular podcast, and I think it's bullshit that it's in the arts section and we have to compete against What's it. What's artsy about that? Wait, What's artsy so you, about Trader Joe's? You go through... What is it? I've never picked up a Fearless Flyer. Oh. It, well, they Lots work deals. at the writing. Yeah, they do. This. It's actually really, very entertaining. They really are are striving to entertain us. Yes, for sure. They tell you about the newest deals, what's in stock. They they like they they acknowledge their addiction to pumpkin. You know, like <laughs> they. It's really quite fun. And it is great. I read it in the tub because then I can get all wet. And, and it's it all matter. it's all fine. Yeah. And that's the only time I read it. Because you don't have to, like, clip out ads or anything? No, no, no. I'm just getting the feeling of what's <laughs> in the <laughs> You know, next time you're a Trader Joe's, you're like, I saw these special eucalyptus cookies or yeah. whatever the fuck Remember they those, have. Remember um, yeah, those, exactly. pic- those pickle-flavored almonds that I sent you? They I had those? I, didn't. I must have missed Remember, that, that I saw it. I, I saw it somewhere, and I saw it was just, like, pickle-flavored almonds, and I was like, I could have sent these to Bria. Yeah, that sounds like a dream. I love their pickle <laughs> popcorn. Oh, it is good. It's quite good. Oh, I could go on about Trader Joe's snacks all day. Uh, So do we have any tips on getting more reading into your relaxing activities? Well, I mean, I I think we put this in our challenges because we want people to think of reading not as a chore— but it's something fun, which is something we really encourage on the show. Like, we hear a lot of people say, I don't have time to read. Like, it's an assignment. Like, like, like you. you have to go to the gym or yeah, something. Yeah, they're like, yeah. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to read. Like, we were like, this is important because it's it should be relaxing. We want you to think yeah. about it as relaxing, not as, like, something to do. Although we did put it on a checklist. So Fair enough. <laughs> maybe we're tricking we give you. an assignment. We're tricking you with this to-do list of a relaxing activity. Our assignment is to relax. Um, so I, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you guys think? Any tips? Well, I want to know if this exists. Maybe you guys can tell me if with Kindle, you can have it so that it can switch between the Kindle and an audiobook. Yes, it's the Whisper really? Sync. Whisper Sync. <gasps> and it'll just pick up where you left yeah. off? Yeah. Uh-huh. Amazing, do you think right? that would work for the library books or you have to it? Buy it does through the Kindle app. So, like, yeah, as long as you send it to it, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, you have to send it to your Kindle. You can't use it on like Libby. Libby doesn't sync. Okay. Because um, that's the, the library. But you would have to get the audiobook too on the. I don't think so. I no? think it just comes with it. Yeah. Really? I mean, I could be wrong and I will write in the show notes if I'm wrong. I will check that, but I'm pretty sure that you can switch back and forth. And this is on both your phone and if you had an actual Kindle Kindle? Yeah, but the Kindle wouldn't play sound, so it would have oh, to be okay. on your phone, right? I guess yeah. so. I, I don't I've never had a Kindle. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Kindle doesn't play sound. The one I have is, like, the paper white, so it's just, like, a very, like, basic Kindle, but it's, like, backlit, so I like the lighting of it. They actually make a waterproof one, speaking of tubs. Yeah, someone huh. was just tagged us in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the I, Oasis. The Kindle the Oasis. Oasis. But, I, but yeah, fancy. you can definitely go back and forth, which a lot of people do, and they tell us about it. I, it's just not something I— do but 
I don't know why, because if I was really into a book, it'd be really smart to just take it into my car while I'm driving to yeah, I mean, Santa I Monica or some bullshit like that. And I do audiobooks all the time. And I what I was doing was I, I fell into that trap, too, of like, OK, I have to get reading done. So I was listening to audiobooks while I was working out and stuff. And now I'm like, OK, maybe I need to do it more as a relaxing thing. So sometimes I'll do it, have an audiobook going in the tub. Um and I'll or I'll, well, like when I'm doing yoga or something, just it's really nice to like because I am a uber thinker. I can think about 15 things at the same time. But if I have an audiobook going, I have to pay attention to the audiobook. So I'm if I'm normally if I'm doing yoga, I'm like okay, yes, I'm stretching and breathing, but oh my god, I got to do this and I have to answer emails and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But if I have an audiobook going, it makes it a much more relaxing experience. So definitely recommend audiobooks for people. Also, like you said about the paperback. I really recommend people leading into the paperback life. If you are a print reader, that way you can put it in a tote bag and a purse. As opposed to like a hardback. Yeah, or yeah. a backpack. And just sometimes I think just having a book available makes a big difference. Like if you're in a hammock or you're camping. you're you're at, If you randomly find yourself in a hammock. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have a hammock. Uh, or at the beach or in a park or whatever and you're unplugged from the internet. All of a sudden you're like, oh, wait. I have nothing to do. You, I'm, yeah, I kind of want to read. And if you just have like have a paperback that you don't feel guilty about, like, I feel like there's an idea, like if we have like a hardcover, you're like, oh, I have to, don't want to crinkle the pages. It's like a nice hardcover. Mm. But a paperback is like your rough and tumble friend that you can, you know, get some peanut butter on and it's not that big of a deal. So I got some peanut butter on my book right now when you gave me a (laughs) Justin's peanut butter cup. Oh, well. And I picked it up. Uh, so yeah, I really, really recommend getting a paperback and it's also cheaper and it's just easy to pack and easy to Especially like a little thin paperback you can just open in line or something like that I think is really a smart way to, to integrate it. And then you do pick it up instead of your phone, which causes me anxiety every time I pick it up and I'm like, Twitter, oh my God, what have I done wrong? (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Like I haven't haven't watched this one movie I was supposed to watch or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas a book I'm like, oh, this is just... No no pressure here. Yes. So you can send your tips on integrating reading with a relaxing activity to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And before we answer a bookish question, we're going to take a quick break. Bria, what's your favorite place to read? Um, I think you and all the uh, everyone listening knows this. It's in bed. Uh, but what's the most important part of your bed? Um, How comfortable it is. If it's not comfortable, I don't want to be reading there. And what makes it comfortable? The mattress. Reading Glasses is sponsored this week in part by Lull. That's L-U-L-L, which is a luxury mattress for under $1,000. Yeah, and Lull uses innovative technology to ship to you in a box. You just watch it expand. These are pretty fun videos if you haven't watched them on the internet. I very much enjoy them. They're very satisfying. Mm -hmm. So the Lull mattress can be set up on the floor, a platform, or a box spring, whatever fits your lifestyle. Yeah, and it's available exclusively online, and they have 24-hour customer service. So you can get one, read in bed, you got a problem, call that customer service. And so you get to do 100 nights for free, 100 nights of reading. That's quite a lot of books you can get get done. And if you don't like it, it's risk-free. You can They'll take it right back. Yeah, 100 nights, that's like a third of a year. That's a really long time to try out a mattress. That's a lot of books I can get done. Mm-hmm. Our listeners can visit lull.com slash reading. That's L-U-L-L dot com backslash reading to get $150 off. Start sleeping better and get $150 off a new great mattress. Visit lull.com slash reading today. 
Hello, this is Amy Mann. And I'm Ted Leo. And we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. And so I have to write material that makes sense and makes people laugh. I also have to think about what I'm saying to people. If I kick your ass, I'll make you famous. The fight to get LGBTQ representation in the show. Mm -hmm. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would expect. I really just became a political speechwriter by accident of realizing that I have accidentally uh, pulled my pants down. <laughs> Listen and subscribe at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. It's like if the guinea pig was complicit in helping the scientist. Now it's time to answer a bookish question from one of our listeners. Anna asks, how do you want books to end? The ending of a book is the most divisive part. Bria? So I don't totally understand this question. I'm going to be real. Like, oh, it like is a every very, book. It is a very vague. Like over every book? How do I want every book to end? It's like really hard because it depends on the book. And Oh, I have, I, have a, I have a blanket answer if you want me to start. A blanket answer for every single book. Okay, go. Uh, so my whole thing is I like a satisfying ending. I don't care about a happy ending. So okay. I don't like endings like the Harry Potter ending where everyone like marries each other for some reason. You don't like that? No, I hate it. For it. I, oh, yeah. See, the, the, well, this is the whole thing about the question. Like the ending of Harry Potter literally made me roll rolled my eyes. I don't want all the threads tied up. I don't want all the mystery solved. I just want the emotional arc of the book to feel satisfying and have like the emotional thematic questions answered. I don't all need, need all the main characters to live and get married and have a happily ever after. Um, like Tana French's In the Woods is a great example because it leaves a lot of big questions up for interpretation but the main character's emotional arc is completed like there's a lot of like we like I, I i really like horror and weird fiction so i love at the end of like the ending of a book where you don't quite know what happened and it's open to your own your own interpretation some people hate that some people want they want to know exactly what happened they want all the threads tied up and everyone to kiss and then like <laughs> the sun the magical sunset to come down i don't One, care two, about that three kiss yeah. <laughs> everybody go i don't care about that i just want like it to feel satisfying what, what about you? Do you have a specific book ending? I'm realizing that I don't really remember endings. Ooh. Like, ever. <laughs> like, I'm always like, what happened at the end of that? Not just with, like, books, but with movies, too. I just never really remember endings. But that said, I will remember a really good ending. Okay. Like, if I feel like the ending was very satisfying, like you're saying, yeah. and it doesn't have to be, like, a happy ending. It just has to be a satisfying some somewhat unexpected uh, or like they did it in a way that was new or interesting um, a twist I love a twist mm -hmm. um, then I'm sort of like I then I leave feeling really good yeah. about the, whatever the story was but for the most part I, I think I accept a quote unquote bad ending because I'm just sort of like I want this to be done too <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm I get it. Finished. I get it. You're author. like, I'm done. I get it. Like, <laughs> I'll be done. I've sat in this chair for one whole hour. <laughs> I want it to You're be like, finished. I'm good. This is great. We're done now. We're done I, here. I think that I like, I think I disagree. I think I like. You want him to ride off in the I sunset. I like a little. No, it doesn't have to ride off in the sunset. I don't care if it's a sad ending. Oh, okay. I just want it to be tied up in my books. I feel differently about movies, though. I feel like with movies, vague ending, fine. I open to my interpretation, fine. But I feel like with a book, like, I've dedicated a lot of my life to this book. It's taken me seven hours to read it or whatever. I kind of want there to be an ending 
And it doesn't have to be t- tied up with like a super neat bow, but the bow needs to be there. Oh, there see, needs to I'm be a bow present. Opposite, I guess. My whole thing is, all right, I've read this book for eight hours, but if the ending is up to my interpretation, then it's like an everlasting gobstopper. I can think about this book forever. Like that's my favorite books are like weird fiction where I'm just like puzzling it over in my mind, and like that makes me want to reread it. Hmm, interesting. I feel like that about movies and TV shows. I'm one of the only people on the entire planet who was like, I kind of like the ending of Lost. Like, oh, people I never hate saw it. that about me. I can't even remember it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> wow. What do you think? You think you just tune out three-fourths of the way through? <laughs> I think I just, like, there's something about me that's just sort of like, might want to watch it again. So let's be surprised. <laughs> that's amazing. I like the idea that every time you rewatch something, you're like, whoa. Like, you didn't Pretty know much. what happened. That's wow. kind of great, though. Yeah. Because then all your I've favorite stuff. memory. A selective, like, a beginning yeah. memory. You only remember beginnings, I only but remember. No I do remember beginnings How pretty well. How interesting. I'm curious to see how your movie ends then. If it's oh, just God. kind of like, it just ends and they're, they're, you're like, what happened? She forgot it to fade to black. And you're like, wait, what? I do miss that about cassette, cassette tapes, how like the songs used to always like fade oh, out no. slowly. Like no one does that, that anymore. Just, like, that went away. <sighs> I loved away. that. Yeah. What was that? I mean, was that a cassette thing? I feel like when I listened to cassette tapes, that happened a lot. I always would think about how on CDs, the radio that didn't work out well, because at some point on the radio, you have to like cut yeah. it off. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But yeah. Interesting. Mm. So if you want to write in about with your thoughts about how books end or you want us to answer your reader question, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Lynn, where can people find you? You can find me at Ms. Lynn Chen, M-S-L-Y-N-N-C-H-E-N on all of the social media handles. And, their, and your movie? My movie is called I Will Make You Mine. Amazing. Awesome. So remember, if you want to support Reading Glasses and show off your love of books, you can get tote bags, shirts, and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great for us. It helps us reach more readers. It helps us get more guests. It makes us happy. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast. And if you want to follow along on the Reading Glasses 2019 Challenge, you can follow hashtag Reading Glasses Challenge. Thanks for listening and thanks for reading. I remembered I had some field work coming up in Wisconsin, so I took out my agency phone and asked for the five-day forecast in Madison. The animation of a handsome young agent with startling blue eyes appeared on the screen. According to GPS, Owen said, you're at USMS headquarters in Suitland, Maryland. Our chief technology engineer, Dr. Gustav Klaus, had put a lot of time and energy into Owen's artificial intelligence interface. But the more human-like the interface became, the more trouble I had interacting with it. I'll be flying out later this week. Just, I held the phone closer to my mouth and half barked into it. Weather conditions, Madison, Wisconsin. My voice was louder than expected, and a fellow agent frowned at me as she passed. You sound stressed, Owen said. The animation's eyebrows arched slightly to demonstrate its concern. While you're in Madison, you should take some time for yourself and check out Lake Monona. It's supposed to be nice. The weather, Owen. I just need to know the weather. Oh, it's the middle of June, Owen said. I bet it's gorgeous. Excerpt from The Municipalists by Seth Fried. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.